0: Hi, my name's Adam, and this is the Foster Adoption Podcast, a resource for people who are interested in growing their family by adopting children from foster care. Hello there, and welcome to our very special 20th episode of the Foster Adoption Podcast. We definitely wouldn't have made it to 20 without all of your wonderful feedback, So thank you for listening and reviewing us on iTunes and commenting on Facebook and fosteradoption.org and for your emails and all of the wonderful feedback that we've received. We've been listened to over 19,000 times now, which is very exciting and just a little crazy to comprehend for us. So thank you very much for everything. So a while back, our dear friend was talking about kids and I casually mentioned that they should consider adopting children from foster care. They said, no way. I listened to your podcast. It's way too hard. I was so bummed out to hear that. We created this podcast to amplify the positive stories of adopting from foster care and to showcase the happy stuff. When we were researching the process, we felt like there was a lot of negative stories out there, so we wanted to showcase a happy story. but we also wanted to tell the truth so we admit that the process is not all sunshine and unicorns and we've experienced challenges and we've experienced hard stuff from time to time but to be fair if you listen to a pregnancy podcast or a surrogacy podcast or a private adoption podcast you're going to hear challenges and you're going to hear hard stuff parenting is hard and we acknowledge that but when Our friend identified this podcast as a deterrent to adopting from foster care. I realized we haven't spent enough time talking about the good stuff. So, for our 20th episode, we have a very special guest here. You know him as my husband, Matt, and the boys know him as Daddy. So, welcome, Daddy. Thank you. (laughs) It's good to have you here. It's been a long time. (laughs) So... Basically, in a stream of consciousness, we're just going to list off some of the happy stuff, uh, the, the good things that make this process so worth it. So, Matt, why don't you go ahead and start?
1: Um, there are many, many cute things about these boys, and we've been very blessed to have them. And so we really just sat down and we just started writing, creating lists, and just talking about some great moments. So, um, as Adam mentioned, we just have some great fun things to share. Um, One thing is like when we were watching movies or TV, sometimes the boys will come up to us and they'll just kind of snuggle into your arms and just kind of push the pillows aside. And you just kind of feel like, wow, that feels really cute. And they're just so adorable when they do that.
0: So the first time I took the boys to the dentist, our oldest boy was scared. Scared. He was terrified. And um, this was less than a month then uh, after we had them and, um, he he reached up and said, Papa, and he put his hand over to grab my hand, and he held my hand the whole time. And it was just an incredible feeling.
1: Um, there'll be a lot of times, too, where Adam and I, well, you know, we'll kind of be in different rooms. And the boys will go up to Adam and be like, Papa, can we cuddle? Can we hug? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, you're so cute. And then they come up to me, and they're like, Daddy, can we have a tickle fight? And I'm just like, wait, why can't I get the, tickle? No, the the cuddle time and the hugs? But yet, somehow Adam gets all the hugs and cuddles, and I get all the tickle fights and the wrestling and those little moments. Yes, uh, Matt is the fun dad,
0: and I am apparently the the boring dad.
1: Whatever. They adore you. Every time they look at you, they're just like, Papa. (laughs) And they just go and give you
0: hugs and kisses. We just saw Beauty and the Beast as a family, and uh, Belle says, um, Papa. Papa. And so we're trying to get the boys to pronounce it. It's
1: not really happening, but it's still kind of fun. (laughs) Papa.
0: (laughs) Uh, So when the boys get ouchies, uh, they come up to you and they ask for a band-aid, no matter what it it is. Uh, it could be a little scratch, it could be nothing at all, but they need a band-aid, but most importantly, they need a kiss on the ouchie, because our kisses have magical, magical powers. powers, and it's just so adorable when you just give them the band-aid and they're like, wait, you're not done.
1: <laughs> Where's my kiss? <laughs> and they get ouchies all the time, so when you have little ones, that's another cute thing, too, is that they do get little ouchies and they do get little sad faces and tears. And you just look at them and they're, they're like their superhero in ways. And when they do come up to us and they're just like, and like they just have, they're like, I have an ouchie. And you're just like, it's okay, it's okay. And just putting that, that bad name really makes a huge difference to them. Um, another fun thing we do is that growing up, even when I was a kid, my grandparents would always come around and just scare us. So we realized that the boys love to scare as well as sometimes be scared. The younger one more so than the older one. But there'll be times where the younger one will come up to me and just hide behind my bed and we'll jump up and go, ah, he's like, I got you. (laughs) And there'll be times where I'll hide like around the corner of the wall and just scare him too. And I'll be like, I got you. And he'll be like, no, you didn't. So those are fun little moments (laughs) that we have with them. It's so
0: cute. It's such a rush it's so wonderful when we say i love you and they say i love you too but when they just drop an unprompted i love you it's it's like nothing you will ever experience it's uh, just such an incredible feeling
1: you just totally melt at those moments you really do um when they were younger they would constantly be blowing kisses at us, and, you know, wanting to give you big hugs, especially before going to bed. And those are, like, such really cute moments, because especially... Adam goes on business trips every once in a while, and so um, they'll blow kisses, or when we Skype or do FaceTime or something, they'll be like, good night, papa, and blow him kisses, and you're just like, those are so cute. Uh, I I was at a business event last
0: night, and when... Uh, I talked to them on the phone and they um, they said, uh, I love you. Good night. It was just hearing their voice on the phone was uh, was just so incredible. Uh, So another one is at bedtime when we say good night and they will usually keep asking for one more hug or one more kiss and it's probably a strategy just to prolong bedtime and stay awake longer, but in the moment it just it doesn't matter because it's so special every time, and we just try to cherish it every single time it happens.
1: Another cute thing kind of talk about the bedtime stories is um, when we're reading stories with them, and just seeing their faces listen so intently when they're just like lying on their bed or sit up slightly just to see the pictures or hear the voices from the different characters. It, it just, those are the little moments you're just like, just once again, melts your heart.
0: So when, when they're sick, it's just, it's the worst in many ways. Cause you just feel so bad. You just want to make it better. Uh, but there is an element of it. You, you see, see how sweet it is that in this moment of need, they they aren't afraid to be vulnerable and you see how much they depend on us and how they look to us to make it better. And there's just there's something really special about that that bonding process.
1: Or on the vice versa, when we're sick, and they will just come up to us and be like, Papa, are you okay? Daddy, can, can I get you some water? Or they're like, Do you need a Kleenex? Or does Papa need to make you some soup? Or does Daddy need to make you some toast? And it's just so cute because you know they really want to help you and that that all you need is just rest and they just want to be a part of it. But at the same time, too, you're also aware that you don't get them sick. So they just keep checking up on you and sometimes they'll give you little hugs or blow you kisses so then they don't get sick either.
0: Uh, So this is something that used to happen a lot, a lot more when our youngest boy was earlier, but was younger, but we would uh, be walking and uh, whether it was at an amusement park or just uh, back to the car from school, uh, our youngest boy would say, ah, Papa, my leg's tired. You hold me. And I know that he's just being lazy, (laughs) but there's just nothing like it. Just, uh, holding your child and I, I know they're getting bigger every single day so I just know that the time limit on that is, uh, is coming to a close and so even though I know that he's playing me <laughs> so he doesn't have to walk anymore, uh, I still I never say no.
1: They go through moments and they'll see something in their life and they just want you to teach them all about it. Um, right now our oldest one, he's, he's really excited about science. And they'll go on little field trips during the school, and then they'll come back with questions. And the younger one's kind of getting into the questions slowly but surely. But the older one, he's eight now, so he's asking lots of questions. So he'll come home and be like, can we do a science experiment? Can we do a science? And like even just like looking at everyday stuff like water or cooking or where food comes from. And we just talked about how everything's related to science. And just gets you just see the 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 excitement in his eyes when it just kinda glows and he's just like So when we're eating right now, it's science and we're like, Yeah, it has to do with the digestive system. Or just like even like when they're brushing their teeth, they're like, Is this a science? And we're talking about cleaning all the germs and bacteria and what that's all about. So it just they get so interested in these things. And once you find something that interests them, it's just like to find books or like a little documentary or a YouTube video to show them and to see that excitement come out. um, It just really makes you so giddy too. It's like you're, you're a kid again and you're just kind of like reliving those moments of seeing things for the first time. It's
0: also uh, another teaching moment is there's times where they don't know something and they're trying and it's easy to get frustrated when you keep on trying to teach them, trying to teach them. I'll never forget when, uh, when they had first moved in the, the youngest one, we finally got him to, to start trying to count. And he would say one, two, one, one, two, one, one, two, one. And we would try one, two, three, one, two, three. And he would never do it. And, um, eventually we realized he couldn't say the uh the 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 th sound sound. and so we tried it as one two t and he did it and there's having a breakthrough like that uh, after you've just taught them something ad nauseum and they finally get it and we see it a lot now in in sight words and and reading and uh and math when when you work on something for so long with them, and you're just like, "Oh, I, I don't know if this is ever gonna happen," and then when it does, there's just something so special and so moving about seeing their brains grow and them
1: develop. Yeah, exactly. So there's a little side note that one two one one two t. Uh, we're talking about weeks. We're not talking about like hours or minutes, days. It was weeks that he just kept on saying one two. One, I said it, <laughs> Papa, I said it. And you're like, honey, it's one, two, three. So when Adam finally changed it to T, oh my God, he took off with the numbers. So it's like these little moments too, just like as what we learn from parenting is that there are going to be little hiccups you know, or obstacles in the road. And you know what is that? You go with it. And there'll be some frustrating moments. You just take a little break. So you're like, all right, let's take a little break right now. But the moment they get it, it it's such, its like a huge celebration, and it's just—you just everyone just gets excited. <laughs> You're excited because they got it, but they're excited because they see that the growth that's happening. Uh, when we go swimming, and they just have so much fun. When you just will spin them in the pool, and their giggles—their giggles are just just priceless. They truly are. And there'll be times they're like, throw me, throw me. So you'll pick them up and throw them into the pool and they'll just hear them scream and splash in the water. And just even things like when they took off their their life jackets for the first time and were able to swim just maybe like a few feet from the stairs to you. And the first of all, the fear that they had, but then the excitement of when they were able to swim back to the stairs and they got, remember when... Um, they, you got up. And he was like, "Daddy, Papa, I did it! I did it! I swam!" <laughs> and you were just like, "You did it!" And then it was kind of funny because we would have like almost like a ping pong with the kids. That Adam and I were just like a you know maybe like five feet away from each other, and they would just kind of jump off our tummies and swim to each other, which is more of a missile just kind of like flowing <laughs> to the other person. But they were just so excited to, s- to be able to swim and to move their arms, and then with those little moments and those little accomplishments, you could just see their, their excitement. And now it's just like a year round. They're just like, is it time to go swimming? Is it time to go swimming? And we're like, no, the pool's too cold. So like this winter, they didn't believe that the pool was too cold because it was beautiful outside. And so they touched the pool, and they were like, oh, the <laughs> pool is really cold. And we were, like, joking around with them. They're like, no, you could, you're more than welcome to jump in if you want. And he's like, oh, no, Daddy, this is too cold for us. <laughs> and you just, just have fun with the kids and, like, joke around and just plenty of laughs. Seeing their sense
0: of humor develop is a very interesting process, um, especially with cartoons that they watch. There's so many moments where they run out of the room and yell, Daddy, Papa, come watch, come watch. And they they rewind to a scene uh, in a cartoon that they think is hilarious and that we as adults are just like, what, what? (laughs) I don't understand why that was funny, but it's just so
1: interesting to see what they find funny. It's a lot of like toilet humor type thing. It's like the burping and the bathroom sounds and the flushing. and Those are the things that they just were noticing. They just crack up. I think Adam and I even talked about, too, it was like, when we were little boys, did we crack up about stuff like that? No. <laughs> I didn't. Maybe. Maybe.
0: <laughs> yes, one of us has a higher tolerance for that stuff, and it's not me. <laughs>
1: but, like, little things, too, kind of going with the sense of humor, is that they'll come and they'll try to play jokes on you or try to trick you, and they're like, I got you. Or, like, the other cool thing is their surprises... They will, when they learned about gifts, and this is something a little side note too, is that we realized once we first got the boys is that they never really experienced gifts, rather it be birthday presents or Christmas presents. And when we had our first birthday parties and their first Christmas parties, seeing them actually not know what a present wrapped was was just so. Heartbreaking and heart fulfilling at the same time, too, because there are going to be so many firsts, as we talked about before um, in this podcast. You really will be experiencing a lot of firsts. But the fun thing was, is that after they experience what a present or a gift is, they in turn will start, you know, they start wanting to surprise you, too. And they'll like put, you know, things behind their back and they'll be like, it'll be good. Something smells like a rubber band. Or a little ball. Or like a Lego person. And they're like, daddy, daddy, I have a surprise for you. And they're like, close your eyes. <laughs> and you close your eyes. Or, you know, they're finally getting to the the age right now of like really drawing pictures. So, and both of them. So they'll draw like some, some pictures. And they're like, look, daddy, I got this for you. Or I got this for Papa. And it's just like they have such a huge proudness to it. And it's just so cute because they're also realizing it's not about me, me, me. Or gimme, gimme gimme. And it's just like, you know, about giving to others too. And just seeing that growth. Um, it's just it's been amazing over the last couple of years how much they've really grown in those areas. But they're so cute. <laughs> I'll
0: I'll never forget the first few times that they would tell on each other or threaten to tell on each other when you overhear them saying, I'm gonna tell daddy or I'm gonna tell papa and um that sounds like something that wouldn't make it on this list, but it just it was it was one of the first indications that um, that we were a family it wasn't kind of them on one side and us on the other side when they uh, when they're looking to get the other one in trouble by means through us uh, it was it was just special to um, to know that we had uh, Establish that family connection.
1: And along with those connections, too, are things like chores. Um, Way back when, there was this Facebook page called Fatherly that um, I subscribed to and just kind of like read up on. And it was fantastic. But They they talked about um, giving kids chores to do. And with some of our really good friends and their boys, they had little things like mopping or vacuuming. And we were hesitant at first, but then we started thinking no, let's give it a try, you know? So we gave the older one something like emptying out the trash cans, and then the younger one started, we grabbed one of those Swiffers, and he would just mop the kitchen floor, or mop the the bathroom. Of course, we had to do it over again afterwards. (laughs) But you could just see that the two of them would start to be like, I want to mop today, or I want to take out the trash, and all that. And it's funny, because they just find these things exciting. And Once again, we enjoy it now because (laughs) we could assume in a few years when they start, you know, middle school or on up, that they'll be vice versa and be like, no, you could do the trash (laughs) and you could bump. But um, it's just fun seeing them trying things out. And I just remember when uh, the older one learned to vacuum for the first time and just didn't understand about like going up and down in that similar pathway. And he would just like, He just tried. He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, and I literally had to rip up all these little pieces of of Kleenex, just so he could follow a path and like (laughs) suck it all up. And he was so proud when he like cleaned the hallway. He was like, I vacuumed the hallway. So those are like the little things. Even chores could be exciting to watch them.
0: I I think one of the most exciting things at first was Mm -hmm. that the idea of the extended family just sort of clicked so early for them and i'm not sure if that's the case for for everybody but we just felt very blessed that it was in our case that um as, as soon as they moved in and they they met our families uh like they just they took to the terminology so quickly of um when are we going to see uh, grandma and grandpa when are we going to see our our aunts and uncles and um and when they see them uh those family members and they get excited and it, that's just, it's really special and it's really special for everybody involved. You can tell for our extended families, uh, how thrilling it is for them as well to, to see that the boys are thinking about them or that they're asking about them. And it's just a, a very special connection.
1: Um, one funny story happened many moons ago that on the way home from, from school one day um adam calls me up and he's like um matt you i, wait, I have a question for you and i was like oh <laughs> what, what's the question and he was like um the older one's asking questions about jesus and the crucifixion so i told him when daddy gets home he'll tell you all about it well well
0: first i Told him everything that I knew from Jesus Christ Superstar, which was the extent of my knowledge. But then he asked questions beyond that. So I was like, Well, let's let's talk
1: to Daddy. <laughs> so I kind of grew up in a Christian Catholic background. And Adam has more of like the agnostic. He, you know, he really knows a lot about many religions. So when this came home from work one day and I was like, oh, oh, okay, let's see what the questions are. And just sitting down at dinner. And just having the older one just ask me a few questions about about the birth of Jesus and how, how did this happen and about Mary and God. At first it was like the, oh, oh my gosh, uh, 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 let, let me try to remember this from religion class. And just seeing the excitement um, when we got our first children Bible and just showing some little fun pictures. And it was just so fun. But at the same time, too. The five year old was kind of grasping it because he remembered this from growing up, um, from his foster family as well. I think just from his foster family mainly. And the three year old, it was harder to explain uh, God to a three year old. Um, But he started getting it and it was fun. It was cute and fun. That, I mean, every night before we go to bed, we always say our prayers and we always go in order. The youngest is first, then. Uh, the older one then Adam and myself and then we start over again so it's it's cute to hear what everyone wants to thank God for and the blessings and it's just like those little things that we also appreciate those moments because you hear things such as like thank you for our family and friends and for each of us
0: and it's also a a great time to help Build uh, sympathy and empathy, and and take them out of their own world at a moment to to think about others in our life and others in other global conflicts and just around around the world. And uh, it's it's been wonderful to see how they've taken to it. Um, we are a big amusement park family, and it was wonderful early on to see how. How open to that they they were because I know there's a lot of kids who aren't down with uh, with scary rides and things of that nature and it was just so great to see that roller coasters are their jam as well as ours and um, there's it's just exhilarating to uh, to be on a roller coaster with them and it's just funny because our entire lives like I think you do what normal people do and you. You look out onto uh, uh, onto the track, or look in front of you, and I just I find myself on roller coasters now, only looking at their face because it's just it personifies pure joy, and you just see them experiencing this this rush, and it's just it's such a beautiful thing to see, and so awesome that it uh, fits into our family so well.
1: Um, which kind of also talks a little bit about first times versus second, third, fourth times. Um, just a little side note too, a lot of, we were surprised when we took the kids to anything for the first time. Um, we didn't realize that sometimes the reactions we would, we would assume would be always excitement and surprise and joy, but we also realized, saw that sometimes it brought other emotions like frustrations and anxieties and, you know, um, irritations and tempers, Um, so we were just kind of surprised because I remember the first time we took him to like Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm or to Legoland, um, it was a little bit harder, but then the second time and third time that we took him to these places, it was a blast. They had so much fun. So we kind of like, were were reflecting on this and we're like, okay, the first time in things, it's like them just seeing everything. And then we noticed that when they take them to something that's for the first time, it takes a lot of their energy out, which means that they'll get tired faster and that they're not going to enjoy it as much. But the second time, from that point on, we've just experienced nothing but joy and fun. It it was like the first time we're like, oh, my goodness, what's going on here? This is Disneyland or Knott's Ray Farm. But now when we go, it's just like they are excited. They want to go on the rides and the laughter, and it's just like it's very different.
0: At amusement parks, oftentimes uh, they get tired toward toward the end of the day, or when you're uh, watching um, watching a parade or watching um, uh, fireworks or something like that. Um, I when we would go uh, before we had kids i would always look at the um the parents putting the kids on the top of their shoulders and i would just go oh that looks like so much fun and it's totally not because it hurts <laughs> and it's just not a good feeling for your back but i still find myself doing it each time because it just it really is so special to be able to give them that opportunity to be above the the crowd and, and then oftentimes afterwards it's late at night and so
1: Adam turns around and says, all right, so tomorrow I'll be getting
0: a massage. <laughs> exactly. but And then uh, uh, when we walk back to his, uh, our car, there will be times where uh, um, he just wants to be held again. And a few times early on, uh, he would uh, just fall asleep in your arms. And you just, at moments like that, you just feel joy like you've never felt it before just to see the comfort of them being able to fall asleep in your arms is just something very very special
1: I think along with the other things special too is that it takes time for them to learn to appreciate little things around them um, rather be the fireworks rather it be sunsets or rainy days and all that and there there were times where we would go outside to our backyard and here in California, there would be some really nice sunsets. And at first, I don't think they understood what we were looking at. But then after a while, it was like after the first few times, we would just go outside and the both boys would be like, Papa, it's so beautiful outside. Or they'll just like, look, can we go outside and just watch the sunset? Or can we put a fire in the backyard? Or, you know... And it's sometimes it's wonderful in the morning, too, because we'll drive down, especially during the springtime, and we'll have like little fun competitions to who could find the prettiest flowers on the way to school or on the way to work, and they'll be like, "Papa, look to the left, there's a purple flower <laughs> or there's an orange flower, or "Daddy, daddy, there's a red flower and it's just it's so cool for them to start seeing the beauty that's within this world. And it just makes you kind of feel too, it's like that back then, it was like, I don't know if they really were able to appreciate stuff like this or even were able to notice stuff like this. And I think once you have them in a comfortable, safe environment that's loving and you're just showing them everything for the first time on, they start truly letting their, their, their barriers down and could actually enjoy what's around them, that all the blessings we truly have, and it's really cool to see the glisten in their eyes when they are like going outside to the front yard and they're like, oh, "Look at these flowers!" Or can we plant tomatoes? Or when we tried planting pumpkins, which were not successful, uh, but they were just excited to be like, "Look at the vines coming out!" Yeah. And it's just those are the cool little moments that you 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 look for it and it's like it's the great thing is is that there's tons of these little moments that take place all the time i mean they're just like we just wrote like a list of just like fun little moments that we've experienced
0: they we're big we're big on manners and they don't usually get anything unless they the request starts with a a may i and ends in a please and uh, it's tough to build that behavior, uh, but it's so amazing when you see them exhibiting uh, uh, gentleman-like behavior. And there's uh, there's one Superman. Uh, I don't know if it's the actual movie or cartoon or with or Christopher what. Reeve. Oh, okay, where he opens the door for somebody and says "After you," and it's just funny because we tell them to say polite things about. Thirty-eight thousand times a day, and uh, and we're getting there. But they saw that one that Superman movie and one from time. That point on, that every single time they open the door and they say "After you," and, and it's so like,
1: cute. <laughs> and we're like, "Where did you learn that?" And they're like, "Superman." And we're like, "Thank so, you, Superman." Yes, thank you, Superman. <laughs> um, little things too that also really exciting. Like being a teacher, I know that's one thing. But when your own kids are able to read a sentence to you for the first time, and it is such a huge accomplishment. Um, as you heard in stories, when the older one moved in with us, he was so it was near the end of kindergarten, and he did not know any of his letters and sounds, didn't know any of his sight words, didn't know it was a lot of struggling. And like we would just sit down and literally we did was just reread with them. And then all of a sudden he started picking up some of those books and he read a simple repeated sentence over again. And then he read his book with like a simple sentence and then it was a little bit more detailed sentence. And now he's reading like early chapter books. So it's just like to see this growth and to see the excitement there. And right now with um, the younger one, we're kind of going through the same things with him. Is he's, you know, he's lows his letters and sounds. And there were struggles. And now it's like learning those sight words. And just he's right now able to read very simple books or like repeat, when they're repeated sentences. And it's just, he'll come running. He's like, Daddy, Daddy, Papa, Papa, look, I can read this book. And he'll just read the book to us. And you just want to give him the biggest hugs and high fives. And it's just, it's, just, it's those proud moments that you're just like, you just celebrate with them. For
0: most of the time, after they moved in, most of the conversations would be between them and us. And as the younger one gets older and has more language development, uh, or something recent that has just been amazing is hear them hearing them interact with each other and ask each other questions and answer them and have it move past... Just things like, uh, can I play with that <laughs> that toy? It's just, it's really special to see their relationship with each other develop and grow.
1: And along with the growing too, is that in their room, we have a lot of more blankets and stuffed animals and sleeping bags. Um, yeah, I guess over the years, you just kind of collect these or people are very generous and they give you blankets. So we have lots of blankets. And what we've done with some of them is, like, we'll just kind of, you know, put them away and all that. And they'll come over and they're like, can, can we borrow the blankets and can we build um, a blanket fort? And at first we're like, okay, you know, let's see what happens. But now it's like they're becoming so detailed and it's just so cute. Because first they'll just, like, build a very basic blanket fort. And now they bring all the sleeping bags out and the big blankets and their blankets. And there are times where you just see them under the blankets watching TV. Or the other day, the younger one was making, like, literally built a nest of blankets. And he had probably, like, a dozen blankets around him. And he just made a little hole in there. And you saw his little footsies kind of, like, just under the blankets. And he's just sitting there with one of his babies, his little stuffed animals. And he's just watching the TV or just watching something. And you're just like, you know, sometimes you just sit there and they're just reading a little book or a comic book or trying to read, look at pictures. And you just look and you're like, wow, you know, they've grown so much. Oh, I just remember a good one that wasn't on the list is um, when they were playing sports. So we signed them up for sports. The older one, we're realizing it like sports. The younger one is not too into it. So we had them both on the same soccer team. And they're both, their, their coach was wonderful because he was allowing both of them to play, even though it was a two years difference. So they're both on the same team. The older one would play soccer and would go and kick the ball and, like, go after it and try to make goals and all that. And the younger one would just kind of stand there and just kind of, I think, try to figure out the meaning of life. And to be like, <laughs> I just remember Adam coming home one day and Marcel was like, in the middle of the soccer game, Adam told me, he was like, Papa, I think I'm going to be an astronaut. <laughs> and Adam's like, okay. You know, that's great. He's like, But do you think you may want to kick the ball right there? So we started learning this that, you know, they're different interests. So after each game we'd go up to the older one and we're like, Hey, how many times did you make a goal? He's like, Daddy, daddy, I made two goals or three goals And we're like, Oh, that's so exciting And we'd go to the younger one and would be like, How many times did you even just touch the ball? And he'd be like Papa, Papa, Daddy, I touched the ball like five times. (laughs) And it was just so funny because it's like just seeing their differences and their excitement for just the littlest things. And it was just like right now you'd have chills just remembering those moments of them playing soccer. Another special
0: thing is this can be a little bit of a narcissistic age Uh, I've read and found it where uh, there's a lot of like thinking about themselves and thinking about what um what they need to do and what they want to do and uh but there's moments especially when one when one gets in trouble there's something very special about seeing the other one sort of up their game and trying to counterbalance the situation by being super nice uh to, I don't know, maybe like temper the situation a little bit, or also by uh, like putting their arm around uh, the other, or um, or the little one will sometimes say, um, uh, that's okay, he didn't mean it, or or something, something like that to try to make it better. And it's just, it's very special to see them care about each other like that.
1: And sometimes when now we're seeing them a little bit older, sometimes they'll turn to each other and be like, is he gonna be grounded for two days? And you see them like with a little smile when they say that, and you're like, um, no, just they'll be having a little timeout right now. He's like, "Oh, but I thought you said two days," and you're like, "Um, it's okay. They they only are gonna get a slight timeout." <laughs> but they're very always they're always concerned with each other when you know when one person gets in trouble, and it's really cute seeing them take care of each other too. Um, the other thing we kind of noticed too are movies. Movies are, it's very interesting because especially with all these commercials out there nowadays, you know, the superhero movies are huge. But if you notice the rating, most of those superhero movies are PG-13 and some of them are even actually coming out rated R. And I had it, bef- you know, many moons ago, I had a conversation with another teacher who has also some uh, younger kids and I was, we was talking about his sons too and I was like, well, what, what are your feels, feelings about movies? And we were just chatting about these superhero movies, and I was like, so do you think it's okay for him for our kids to watch a PG-13? And he was sharing a little bit. And he said that, that some of these movies that he's seen, um, and I've seen them too, but the reason why they're probably PG-13 is because it's not being able to identify the reason for the violence. And instead of talking things out, they fight things out. And I was like, "These are really good points." So we've been kind of very cautious about some of these PG thirteen movies, like Iron Man and you know Wolverine and X Men and all them, um, for them having to watch them. So with that being said, the boys get very excited when they see those commercials coming out. So we'll be you know watching the commercial or something, and they'll turn around and say, oh, "Can I watch that? Can I watch that Spider Man?" And then they'll see the rating. Where it was a PG thirteen. And they're like, okay, so when I'm 13, or sometimes the older one would say, like, when I'm 21, would it be okay for me to watch it? And you're just like, well, of course you'll be able to watch it when you're 21. And in your mind, you're thinking, yeah, that's eight years beyond 13. (laughs) But for the longest time, they'd always say, so when I'm 21, can I watch that movie? Or when I'm an adult, and you're just like, oh, you're so cute. (laughs) So
0: be prepared with the movie's. They're just, they're so wonderful, and they're so, such a joy to have around, and it just makes us feel very blessed and very grateful uh, on each and every day, and so those are a few of the many, many good things that fill our days, and so if you're considering this process, we just want you to know that they there's going to be a lot of positivity and a lot of good things.
1: And if you're our certain friends that had questions based off these podcasts, Hopefully, this kind of gives you a better idea that there's a lot of wonderful moments. There are a lot of great positivities that come out of this. There are more happiness and smiles. And as Vicki said from The Real Housewives of Orange County, that her heart is full. You have a lot more full hearts than empty ones, or even three quarters full. Yes, I had to quote Orange County Housewives. Um, I'd like
0: to give a special uh, shout out to our friend Jesus, who has been writing us every single day for the past uh, year saying, when is the next podcast coming out and putting lots of pressure on. So uh, thank you for pushing us to eventually do it.
1: We expect you to be the first comment on this.
0: (laughs) And so again, thank you very much for all of the wonderful uh, feedback that we've received and uh, we promise to do many more episodes uh, in the future, but please go out there and uh, and start the process if you haven't yet. And thanks to our very special guest <laughs> for coming back for episode 20. And uh, wow. ho- hopefully he joins the podcast lots more times. Maybe he'll be invited. You're invited all the time. All right. Thank you so much. Have Thank a great you. Time. Take care. Good luck.